Hello and welcome to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. On today's show, we're going to talk about Marches Matter, March for Life, the Defeat the Mandate, Washington, D.C. protests. I cannot wait to tell you about that and the spirit of freedom all over the world. And of course, I'll tell you why these stories matter to you. Stay tuned. On America Can We Talk, I talk about election integrity, border security, healthcare freedom, race relations, energy and tax policy, education policy, free speech and assembly, freedom of religion, and all other issues that touch on the God-given right of every American to life, liberty, and the pursuit of their version of happiness. Stay tuned. And hello again, and welcome to America Can We Talk to today's First Five. It was a weekend for marches, and I want to talk first just about the idea of why marches matter so much. I know people who go back to Washington every year for the March for Life, and they go back for other marches too. And sometimes I think people think, well, you know, this is just, we go year after year, nothing seems to change. Well, this past Friday in Washington, D.C. was a 49th annual March for Life, and obviously a new energy in that march because there is a case now pending before the Supreme Court in which people think it's possible the court might actually revisit the Roe versus Wade decision. So the march was this past Friday, 49th annual one. It was 20 degrees, and the, it, the place was packed, just packed with people. And before I play a couple of quick clips from that in this first five, I just want to mention why marches matter. And I, I made this analogy in my book I wrote, just as other times I give talks. You know, if you grew up in some neighborhood and you're in your house and your best friend lives next door, and your best friend, nice person to hang out, hang out, you know, graduate high school, move on. And your friend decides to go into politics and through a variety of elections ends up being in a position of, of power, of authority. You know, whether they are a state rep, state senator, a governor, uh, a member of Congress, member of Senate, even president. That person is still the same kid who grew up next door to you. The fact that he or she may have really good intentions politically or really good values or be a really nice person just means that they get elected and they have this job that in our constitutional constitutional system of governance because we have to have structure and order but it doesn't make them any smarter than you any more moral than you any more entitled to impose their particular morality on you and it's really important to understand that because I think in part, people on the conservative side especially, we say, well, we believe in law and order. We believe the rule of law. We believe in the constitutional structure of government. Yes, we do. And that constitutional system of governance includes the idea that we, the people, actually are the ones who hold power. We hold power in this country because we, the people, actually are the sovereign. So when people have peaceful marches, peaceful demonstrations, they're not just necessarily challenging authority, they are playing their role in this constitutional republic that says, we the people govern, we are the sovereign, and we don't like something that is happening. Or maybe you have a march because you do like something that's happening. But the point is, it's a really robust and important and integral part of keeping our system uh, of governance in place. The guy who grew up next door to you might be a really nice person, does not make him or her, any more entitled to rule you and certainly doesn't make them smarter doesn't make them more moral doesn't make them have a better system of ethics than you do so back to the march for life there was this march in washington this past friday as i say 49th annual march kind of more energy to it because people assume there was going to be um there's a possibility the supreme court will relook at roe versus wade Two quick things I want to show you. We, before the show, we were discussing whether we have one of them, but the second one, or the, I want to just show you a very quick video. This was a quick time-lapse video of what the March for Life looked like in Washington, D.C. over the weekend. I took that actually from uh, Sidney Powell's Rumble page. Uh, I think it's up a bunch of places, but it was really, if you, I know for our radio listeners, you couldn't uh, see that, and I'm sorry for our radio listeners. I love playing that, that little clip. Uh, there's a second clip. I'm, I can't see Viggy, Ziggy because we have reflection in the glass. I don't know if we have that second video or not. Do we have that video? Uh, give me just a second to get it set up. Okay, we think we do. So I'll tell you about it while he's just setting it up. So 
at this, uh, you know, March for Life, and they had obviously many speakers, they had musicians, they had, you know, members of Congress speaking. And I know sometimes that people can look at it and think it's just a, an opportunity for a political person to make some points, score some points with their base and all that kind of stuff. And there were probably many, many good speeches at the March for Life this past Friday. The little segment I wanted to have them play, this is a woman who spoke at the March for Life. It's just a one minute clip of her speaking. Um, and she is a woman who is, uh, has Down syndrome. And I want to have you listen to what she had to say at the March for Life. from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm a born and raised Hoosier. I am 36 years old and I have Down syndrome. I am happy to be here today in the fight for the dignity of human life. For all unborn babies, diagnosed with a disability or not. I believe equality for you, me, and everyone started in the womb. Okay, first of all, I had to watch it like three times at home to kind of work myself up to being able to play it here without getting just, just teary. This is a woman who's actually has Down syndrome and she's obviously able to speak well and she's basically saying, I know what all you pro-abortion people or pro-choice people are saying is I shouldn't be here. Very, very powerful, fabulous, fabulous presenter um, at that March for Life. And I'll close out the first five by saying this, I don't think because you protest, you have the right to win. No, nothing means just because you decided to do a protest, you have the right to win. It does mean that in America, you have the right to have your voice heard. You have the right to stand up on important issues like pro-life, uh, like support of, of innocent human life. And you have the right to have protection. And as long as you're peaceful, you can peacefully assemble. You follow the law, whatever it is. To get a, a, sometimes you have to get a permit to uh, do a, a, a march of some kind. But this is an integral part of the American system of governance. This is a, a, a way to make your voice heard. And I'm gonna ask you to try to picture what America would be like if over the last 49 years there had been no March for Life. Suppose that nobody went to Washington, D.C. Uh, Roe versus Wade was, was announced by the Supreme Court and on the country marched and you had no voice in Washington except maybe a few organizations uh, that center themselves around the right to life. It would be an entirely different political dynamic. But everyone knows in Washington, every member of the House and the Senate, all elected officials, they understand that the March for Life is going to be there year after year standing up for life. And the reason I think in this case and in the next segment we're going to talk about the what happened on Sunday in Washington, which was a, a gathering to protest the vaccine mandates, but what happens is elected officials and even members of the Supreme Court come to understand that they, they might live in their ivory tower, they might hang around their Washington DC bubble, but they come to realize that there are millions of Americans watching them and who care very deeply about a variety of issues. These protests, these gatherings that we're watching in Washington, they make all the difference in the world in America. And there's this thing in physics about how, you know, water and other things, I guess, you know, choose a path of least resistance. When, you know, water is going to come down at the, off the mountainside, you know, it's going to go around a big boulder. It's not going to try to go over it. It chooses the path of least resistance. Well, the same thing is true of our government. And the same thing is true of corporations and all sorts of entities in this country. If you don't speak up, if you don't make your voice heard, if you don't make your views known, the people in power will move forward choosing the path of least resistance. Which means, on the, in America, the anti-American left, the profoundly anti-American left, is a is die-hard activist on issue after issue after issue. They have they have brought America way to the left over the last 20, 30, 40 years. They brought corporations along with them, dragged them to the left because leftists, if nothing else, they speak up, they protest, they make noise, they demand, and when they do that. 
when they do that, it's easier for people who are in uh, business, in, in law and in, in lawmaking, to realize, oh, I'm going to get clobbered by the leftists if I don't go along with this agenda item. Whether it is critical race theory, whether it is LGBTQ agenda, whatever it is, if people in power know the left is looming and always going to pounce, it's easier to just submit to them, to just succumb, to do what they want. And this is why it's important for patriots, people who love America, people who believe in the Constitution, the Declaration, the right to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. It's why people need to speak up in peaceful but strong ways in this country. Because we don't want to have the politicians and those in corporate governance able to, able to be thinking, well, you know, I might as well veer to the left because the conservatives are always quiet. They're always silent. They let things go. And therefore, because they always Always do that we end up with a country where we veer to the left because we you know the, they assume the right isn't going to make much noise we need to be making noise in this era not just about life but about also about the vaccine mandates and the entire direction of our government under the vaccine mandates and that my very fine friends is today's first five so I mentioned over the weekend there was this amazing just amazing um, rally going on in Washington, D.C. It was called Defeat the Mandates, a, a D.C. protest. And I want to say something about this, um, this uh, rally. First of all, it got put together very quickly. And it had uh, doctors speaking, other people too, activists, but doctors speaking. And the gist of this is not was not an anti-vaccine rally, and it wasn't an anti-mask rally. I saw that, it called that in different news stories. It was an anti-mandate rally. It is defeat the mandates. It was saying to the government, you don't get to mandate to us whether or not we decide to uh, get a vaccine, not get a vaccine, wear a mask. You don't get to do this. And so this, this was just a huge, huge uh, rally in Washington. Um, and I want to play a few clips that came from that rally. Um, and I'm going to do it in just a moment. But one of the key figures who spoke at this rally was Dr. Robert Malone, who was on this show, I think two weeks, three weeks ago. I'm not sure when it was, but Dr. Robert Malone, you know, the inventor of the mRNA vaccine uh, technology or idea. Um, and he's also been the leader of a movement in California or centered in California, trying to advocate that people in government should not be forcing children to get the COVID vaccines. He's, taught, he's saying they're dangerous to children. They're completely medically unnecessary for children. So he's leading a coalition trying to say no, no uh, vaccine mandates for children. But in addition to that, he is speaking up more broadly about the idea that in America, we should not be talking about vaccine mandates. We should, we should have a conversation as we do about many, many subjects. So for our radio listeners, uh, I'm going to tell you that, uh, first of all, thank you for joining me on americacanwetalk.org. I'm trying during the show today, to everything that we play, uh, that you can at least hear it, and I'll describe things to you too, but what you're going to, I'm going to show in a moment, or just a few pictures um, of the size of this rally in Washington, D.C. And uh, let me just tell you that these people who showed up in Washington to, um, to participate in this, you know, no vaccine mandates, end the mandates, um, were a, uh, j just a cross-section of America, many young people, people of every race, ethnicity, national origin, background, skin color, age. It was Americana right there in Washington, D.C., listening to these doctors speaking about COVID. So to first ask Mr. Becker to play a clip we have of Dr. Robert Malone. I tried to, yeah, this is clip two um, at the Defeat the Mandate rally in Washington. If you could play that, Mr. Becker. These are my truths, and I believe they're self-evident. We should not have politicized the public health response to SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19. Regarding the genetic COVID vaccines, the science is settled. They're not working. They are not completely safe. Now we have Omicron. These vaccines were designed for the original Wuhan strain, a different virus. Whether they made sense for protecting our elderly and frail from the original virus is irrelevant. So let's stop arguing about that. We must look forward. 
These vaccines do not prevent Omicron infection, viral replication, or spread to others. In our daily lives, with our friends, with our families, we all know this is true. These genetic vaccines are leaky, they have poor durability, and even if every man, woman, and child in the United States were vaccinated, these products cannot achieve herd immunity and stop COVID. They are not completely safe, and the full nature of the risks remain unknown. In contrast, the natural immunity which healthy immune systems develop after infection and recovery from COVID is long-lasting, broad, and highly protective from disease and death caused by this virus. If there is risk, there must be choice. Uh, that was one of the best lines. If there is risk, there must be choice. And it brings me around to talking about the reason why this rally was so important. You can be a very intelligent American who always decides, you know, I just do what the government says. I don't want to be, I don't want to be challenging anybody. So I'm going to go ahead. If the government says, get this vaccine, I'm going to get this vaccine. If Dr. Fauci says, get round two, I'm going to get it. If he says, get booster number one, I'm going to get it. If he says, get booster number 77, I'm going to get it. You can do that in America. No one on the conservative side is trying to say that Fauci, Dr. Fauci should not be able to make recommendations, although they like him to be prosecuted for some things he has done. But no one is saying that other people can't speak. No one is saying that an American should be not, shouldn't be free to get the vaccine they want to get. Understand all the coercion, all of the mandates, all the tyranny is spewing out of the anti-American left, all of it. No one on the right is trying to be tyrannical, is trying to tell someone else what to do. On the left, that's what they are doing. So what you heard, uh, what you heard that Dr. Malone says, one of the most profound, poignant points, if there is risk, there must be choice. And on the subject of risk, as we've talked about in the show many, many, many times, the risks flowing from the current COVID vaccines, as reflected in the government's own data, the government's own data, this is a vaccine unparalleled, the, the death and injury rate unparalleled in American history. We have pulled vaccines for far fewer problems than the COVID vaccines are causing. And we pull them because they, they strike the experts as unsafe. Yet we have in our time in this country, we have the, the left pushing these uh, to the exclusion of admitting the efficacy of all of these treatments ahead of time, which we should have been using all along, which doctors were advocating all along, hydroxychloroquine, inhaled budesonide, ivermectin, other treatments, other just you know zinc and other um, supplements and vitamins. All of that was found very useful by thousands of doctors. And yet you had all that the left can do is tell you don't do one darn thing, mock and ridicule the doctors who are saying, I am seeing positive outcomes from using these other treatments, mocking them, ridiculing them, threatening their medical license. So now we're at the point of all bizarre absurdities that in January of 2022, we have to have a march in Washington, a march to say, what about healthcare freedom? I mean, it is the most crazy situation. I do sometimes think we lose our capacity to appreciate how much, it's like that being desensitized to violence. You know, when kids watch um, all sorts of uh, violent videos, but watch video, video games that are violent, and, and studies have shown the kids become desensitized to violence. They see real violence and they're like, eh. I mean, because they become desensitized to it. We have become desensitized in our country to the lunacy of the left that is simply saying they are going to control us and they're going to tell us what to do. And we have too many of us moving along like robots going, well, okay, you know, now they said to do this. And fortunately for America, we have brave doctors speaking up. On the subject of brave doctors speaking up, beside Dr. Malone, I wanted to share with you, and by the way, all the things we're talking about on this uh, show today, 
All of the articles I have linked, I, I, I am going to discuss, are linked on our website. For our radio listeners, I can't urge you strong enough to go to our website, americacanwetalk.org. americacanwetalk.org. On that website, you can see all of our past shows, all of our past interviews, all of our blog posts, all of our very popular at the end of the show, Why It Matters postings, which you do miss out when you're on radio. We do those after we wind up our radio time uh, to be able to fit into the hour of the uh, regular show. But in any case, I urge you to go to the website and, and at that website, americacanwetalk.org, you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter. Just hit subscribe, it's free, it's once a week. You can join America Can We Talk for a mere $50 a year, get discounts at our future events, our upcoming uh, summit in the fall and mini summit in the spring and discounts on the products at the website. Great thing to join for $50 a year at americacanwetalk.org. But back to this march in Washington, this protest in Washington, why it was so, so, so important. I, I mean, and this, this concept of how we have just, we have abandoned what used to be our normal rational assumption in America. We've, come, we've become desensitized to the tyranny of the left just think about how absurd it would be if someone told you four years ago, before COVID came along, you'll have to have a march in Washington with doctors showing up and demanding that the government stop mandating vaccines that have been shown to be highly dangerous. The vaccines, if you just read the information on the CDC's website, on the VAERS website, V-A-E-R-S, Vera's website. If you just read the media, if you read what doctors say about these vaccines, and yet we're at the point where we are watching the government continue to push more and more restriction on American citizens over getting a vaccine, again, for a disease which has an over 99% cur curability rate, you know, survival rate for almost everyone. That's what the statistic facts are. One of the great things that came out because of this march in Washington, uh, or also because of Dr. Malone's appearance on Joe Rogan's show, uh, there's a petition uh, which is called the Physician's Declaration. I'll back up and say, you remember there was a great Barrington Declaration early on in COVID where people could sign on, doctors, healthcare workers, average citizens, you could sign on to say, we oppose vaccine mandates. And so part of what, and they're unnecessary and they're unhealthy, I said a bunch of things. And so part of the criticism of that was, well, okay, but you know, anyone could have signed the Great Barrington Declaration, you know? I mean, the, you know, the person, the receptionist who answers the phone could have signed the Great Barrington Declaration. So what's emerged since this show when um, Dr. Malone was on Joe Rogan's show is the physician's declaration. Physicians, as in medical doctors' declaration, they're now saying, they've signed on to say, we are living in an area, era of crazy. Okay, those are my words. It doesn't actually say that. An era of crazy where we have to fight for basic freedom, basic healthcare freedom that should have been, was guaranteed to us in the founding of America should be foundational without even worrying about it today in America. But Physicians Declaration signed on, they now have over 17,000 signatures, over 17,000 signatures of doctors. This is not the receptionist, this is not some activist, doctors signing on. And they're making three points at least. One is healthy children should not be subject to forced vaccination. They have negligible risk from COVID. They face potential permanent irreversible risk to their health if they're vaccinated, including heart, brain, reproductive, and immune system damage. That's point number one in the 17,000 doctors who signed on to this physician's declaration. Number two, natural immunity denial, meaning people who've had COVID have acquired natural immunity and they're lamenting or complaining or critiquing the government for ignoring and denying the natural immunity that occurs. So natural immunity denial has prolonged the pandemic and needlessly restricted the lives of COVID recovered people. Mass lockdowns and other restrictions have caused great harm, especially to children and delayed the virus's transition to endemic status. Basically, they have prevented the virus from being uh, controlled or moved on. Okay, number three, and this is a really important one too. Again, this we, we have we're like we're losing the presumption of freedom in this country by the way that government's conducting itself with respect to COVID. Number three, point number three in the physician's declaration, health agencies and institutions must cease interfering with the physician-patient relationship. Poli so 
government entities, Dr. Fauci, NIH, state medical boards, all these institutions, federal and state level, must cease interfering with the physician-patient relationship. Policymakers are directly responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths. Let me read that to you again. They are saying doctors who actually treat patients for COVID, policymakers are directly responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths as a result of institutional interference and blocking treatments proven to cure at a near 100% rate when administered early. 17,000 doctors sign on. So we're, we're at a place where this is not just a march of you know, pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine, and it is really, it's, a, it's an anti-mandate, but it's also, if you wanna say in a positive way, it's the people waking up and recognizing we're watching our freedom, our liberty, our God-given liberty slip away in this country because we're letting the leftist, uh, big government, tyrannical, bully-type people like Dr. Fauci tell us what we have to do. It is, I mean, it is, it is a true, and I will say, I, I obviously wish the whole COVID thing hadn't come along. I wish the doctors had been free to treat people as they wanted. But I do want to say this, is an, this has given a rise to the occasion for people to wake up and recognize, wait a minute, who rules me in America? Is it the, we the people, the sovereign, like the founder said, or is it the tyrannical government? And I'm not just talking about vaccine mandates, like whether you're forced to get it. I'm talking about whether you lose an iota of your freedom if you choose not to get it. If you're told you can't fly, you can't go to restaurants, you can't go to businesses, you're being told your freedom, your freedom to live normally, to live your life normally, is going to be controlled by the government. And this seems to be okay with, unfortunately, a fair number of people. Um, I have some other videos from, uh, or just pictures. I'm going to very, very quickly um, show them uh, from the rally, just so you can see. And for our listeners, yeah, this is like clip three, I think. For our listeners, the rally was massive. I'll tell you, there were people there. There were a, a bunch of people who are first responders holding up the American flag. Uh, next one in clip four. Just just look at the, there's a, actually is clip four. It's a very, very quick video. Just to show you the size of the crowd. People, it was massive, massive, massive crowd of people in Washington just saying, we cannot let this be the case. Okay, my friends. Uh, so I, I want to urge you, if you're listening on the radio, again, this is America Can We Talk. You can find my show at americacanwetalk.org. And it is a, a great website to get all the information, including how to get in touch with us, how to subscribe to the newsletter, how to become a member of America Can We Talk. I do want to, before we go off to the radio break at the bottom of the hour, I want to remind our radio listeners that in addition to going to americacanwetalk.org, if you like this show, there are two other ways, and I'm reminding everyone of ways you can support this show, beside becoming a member, which is a great idea, $50 a year. But I also want to urge you to go to MyPillow. If you go to the website, MyPillow, uh, and they have great products. In fact, we were just at our house doing a big, massive cleaning up. We have we have my pillow products of my pillow we have the my pillow product of our bath towels truly exceptional great quality bath towels sheets we have the slippers men's and women's slippers men's and women bathrooms great quality products the reason i'm pushing you on this is if you go to mypillow.com you'll find very high quality products and when you shop online there, when you're checking out at the end of your shopping, you can, on, at the end of it, it says, uh, do you have a promo code? Put in Debbie G, D-E-B-B-I-E-G, Debbie G. Whatever you order, you get up to 66% off. So you get a break in the prices. I get a small uh, commission from MyPillow.com. Uh, comes to me for every order you do. If you use the promo code DebbieG, I urge you to do that. It would just, uh, it's a great way to get great products, discount prices, support him, who's, uh, who's the MyPillow my people, who is being attacked by the left, and uh, support this show and get great benefit from it. I also want to urge you, our other product, only have two products I, I have on the show. The other one is H2Bev. It is a health drink. I, I, I never go a morning without it now. And I actually got introduced to it by a doctor friend of mine um, who was telling me how great he thought it was. And so on for our radio listeners, it's H, the letter two, the digit two, H2Bev, B-E-V.com. Again, the promo code, put in Debbie G. You get 10% off of your order. And it's, the product is called HydroShot. Comes in three flavors. It's zero calories. It's keto friendly. But the great thing about it is it truly does increase your performance, your endurance, 
your focus. It is a great, great, great drink. I drink it every morning. Can't urge you enough strongly to try that. And for our radio listeners, you're headed off to your break at the bottom of this hour. Come back right after for more of America Can We Talk. Again, I'm Debbie Georgiatis, americacanwetalk.org. Come right back after the break. Okay, and for our online listeners, I wanted to show you some of the pictures from the rally um, that you, since you can see online. Um, I wanted to show you again um, this, um, this uh, clip, uh, let's see, four. Um, yeah, is, yeah, is it clip four? Yeah, three and four, yeah. I want to show them that again. I just want to show you how big the crowd was. And this is, these are people, when you stop to think about it, I don't really care if you can hear them as much as you see. Um, when you think about it, these are people in Washington, they made the trip to go to Washington just to make the point, I don't want to have a vaccine, I don't want a mandate. And, and right now in America, you know, you're allowed to not get a vaccine, you still get your freedom, you're not put in jail, you're not put in camps like is happening in Australia. But you know, you, you're going to have your freedom limited. These are people, these are like the canary in the coal mine, the, the people most alert early enough saying, wait a minute, there's something really, really wrong here. And I want to urge our listeners online uh, to think about the idea, as I was saying earlier, about how we are, we are so um, kind of conditioned already in America to say, well, you know, now we have to get this, and now Dr. Fauci said this, and now um, you know, President Biden is saying this, and now the schools are saying this, and now the other parents. So we ha- we're be- becoming conditioned, and it's not just conditioned to follow the government's advice about healthcare. That's big enough. You're becoming conditioned to think you don't really have the presumption of freedom in America that you thought you did. America, if anything else, is based on the presumption of your individual right, individual rights from God, simply because you were born, that include life, liberty, and happiness. The concept of in America that we're possibly even having a conversation about whether the government can tell you whether or not you can get on an airplane or you can go into a restaurant or a theater or any place else is absurd. People and in our country, you do have to decide, am I going to be in this fight or not? You know, one way to be in the fight, of course, is um, to to boycott some of the places that are putting these mandates in place. I will tell you very quickly, um, this this work of pressing back and pushing back, it is really helping. It is really helping. I will tell you for one thing, Starbucks, which is hardly ever known for supporting freedom in America, but even Starbucks announced they were going to withdraw the vaccine mandate for their own employees. And I don't think it's because they suddenly became squeamish about the vaccines. I think Starbucks did that because they recognize how unpopular they are. The mandates are unpopular. Their own employees don't want to be told what to do. And really, you should be asking all the businesses that are engaged in this kind of tyranny, you know, what is it you think that is fair for the government to do uh, just because they want you to get a vaccine or a business to do and you don't want to do that. Welcome back to our radio listeners. Um, we have much more to go in America Can We Talk for today. I'm going to pivot in just a moment to talking about the worldwide protests about freedom uh, with respect to COVID mandates. But I do want to tell you one other thing about, um, about President Biden, or I often refer to him as he who is occupying the office at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, because um, that's what he's doing. But anyway, um, there was an NBC poll out. And NBC, you know, they just can hardly stand this. They can hardly stand it. But NBC poll, NBC poll is basically saying there's a complete collapse of support for President Biden from independent voters. Okay, this is, as Trump would say, huge. This is huge because the Democrats, there aren't really enough crazy leftists in this country who want to be told what to do every day, all day long. They really aren't, and there aren't enough leftists in this country who want a you know, socialist Marxist government that the Democrats are trying to put in place. They need independent voters. They need independent voters, and they are losing them. And a big issue to the independent voters is this concept of vaccine mandates, this idea that you don't get to tell us what to do. 
And it is a really great thing because, just as I say, the spirit of liberty, the spirit of the Amer just the American spirit, of we have the right to individuality, to self-reliance, you know, certainly to control our own bodies. I mean, if you aren't free to tell the government you don't want that what you think is poison put in your body, uh, then, then you really don't have freedom. You don't have any other freedom if the government can insist on you taking a vaccine or otherwise maybe you know you just it's kind of the equivalent you sit in the back of the bus you aren't allowed to go where you want to go you can't travel there's this push against government tyranny must continue in this country uh not just oh this was a great thing they had in washington and the other great thing is that as information gets out there more and more and more more people are awakening are awakening people who maybe weren't that um weren't on the freedom agenda, didn't think that that was really a big issue in America. When they start to realize that not only are you telling me I have to get a vaccine that is dangerous and I don't want, and I'm at no risk, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not in the risk category, and so I don't really need to worry about this. Not only are they getting worried, but when they're getting more worried is when they're being told, and your children are going to get this vaccine, whether you like it or not. And by the way, I saw a bill proposed, it hasn't gone through yet, a bill proposed in the uh, land of communists in California in the legislature that would free 12 to 17 year olds to consent to the vaccine in school without their parents' knowledge or consent. You don't even, wouldn't even have to tell the parents. I mean, this has been happening on a, you know, individual basis. There have been stories of kids coming home saying, oh yeah, hey, at the school today, I got the vaccine. And the moms and dads are saying, what are you even talking about? We never agreed to this. Individual schools have done this or individual teachers. But now the legislature has a bill pending to basically say for 12 to 17 year olds, you know, they don't need their parents, not even consent. The parents don't even have to know. We're just going to do it. And, and, and lo and behold, they're going to. And, and I got to tell you, people, this is not going to fly in America. So I, I, the idea of standing up for freedom in a strong, robust, um, just, just unbending way, this is, this, is the American, this is the American way. This is how we uh, change things in America. Um, right now, the uh, status of vaccine mandates is pending before the Supreme Court. Uh, there was a, a federal judge here in the great state of Texas um, who blocked enforcement of Biden's federal employee vax mandate. Uh, pending the outcome of the Supreme Court cases. So there's still an effort. And this is another way to be a protester. If you don't want to go to marches, and you're, I'm not, I mean, I didn't fly to Washington for this vaccine march, but a lot of people did. Um, be part, you can support li uh, litigation. You can support organizations that engage in litigation. Standing up for your freedom is, is profoundly patriotic. It's not wild-eyed, it's not extreme, it's not far you know, on a political spectrum, either way, it's part of being a heart and soul American to stand up for your freedom. But America's not the only place all this stuff is happening. And this is, I guess I should have called this like Freedom Monday, because I'm just, I'm enthused and, and just really, I, I'm very engaged and excited about how many people around the world are recognizing this need to stand up for freedom. So moving over to the UK, you know, United Kingdom, this was the most amazing thing. There was, by the way, um, there was a, um, they declared a, a worldwide rally for freedom. Worldwide rally for freedom. And so they've had protests around the world. I want to focus on the UK in part because it's kind of funny. Uh, in the UK, you actually had um, just maybe last Wednesday or Thursday, I don't know, I think maybe Wednesday or Thursday, uh, you had Boris Johnson announce that he was really going to cut back on all these restrictions. You know, we're not going to have mass mandates. We're not going to do all this stuff. So he made a big announcement sounding like he's Mr. Freedom. And, you know, he's the most uh, enigmatic and bizarre leader maybe in the world. But, I mean, he's a guy who ran on the idea of supporting independence and freedom and the UK getting out of the European Union. And then he unfortunately had a bad bout with COVID and he came back, Mr. COVID Tyranny Central. I mean, he just, he flipped on a dime. And so he came back to you know, being very tyrannical. But what happened, if you don't know the story was, so he had a party. He had a party at uh, his residence, at, I think he's at 10, 10 Downing, 
where he basically let all these people come in. Well, the whole country shut down. I have a really good friend who lives in the UK, and she's always uh, texting and emailing, telling me what's happening over there. All sorts of limitations on their freedoms. People can't leave the house except for a certain time, and they I mean, mass mandates everywhere. And Boris Johnson had a big fat old party um, and had a lot of people in now not wearing masks and just that was like it is like that you know let them eat cake attitude or you know the, the government's restricting everybody else's freedom or they're they're whooping it up and so he really got a lot of backlash about that which many people think is why he decided to go ahead and lift the mandates however he didn't end all mandates and many people still deeply unhappy with the UK government are the people actually employed by the National Health Service. As you know, they have communist medical care in the UK. They have socialized medicine. It's communist medical care. Nobody goes to UK thinking, well, I'd love to have this communist medical care. They go, you know, but the people there are forced to use it. Well, the people who work for National Health Service, they're still under COVID um, uh, vaccine mandates. So they had a protest. And now I want to show you just the coolest and funniest dang thing. This is clip five. This is what happened at this worldwide rally for freedom in Britain. Okay, what they're doing, that's a protest by the National Health Service employees. You know, the nurses and doctors and orderlies and whoever else works for the National Health Care Service, the NHS National Health Service, throwing their uniforms, throwing their uniforms at the police during a protest. And it is huge over there because National Health Service, it's a really funny thing. I think she said it in my show one time, Katie Hopkins has been on the show many times, who is a, Brit- a, a resident of the UK, and she commented how, you know, everyone hates the National Health Service, and yet everyone loves the National Health Service. I mean, she said, basically, it's been drilled into society, a cultural, you know, you must feel this way, you must celebrate the National Health Service, and even though people complain about how long it takes to get anything except absolute emergency care, Anything non-emergency is months on end of waiting. No one's bragging about the quality of service. And yet everyone will say, and we love our NHS. And they clap, 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 clap. In fact, during COVID, they had these you know, daily clapping sessions for NHS. Point of this is, this is a huge thing. It's not like these people are protesting because they work at one hospital that, and their restrictions there are too strict, so they're going to go to another hospital. This is NHS. The whole country is communist health care. The whole country, you're stuck with it, like it or not, unless you're super, super rich, in which case you can pay for whatever you want, which is how communism always works. The wealthy and the ruling people never live under all the evil edicts they put on everybody else. But back to this. So these people are all throwing in their uniforms. I mean, they're tossing them at the police. It was kind of funny in this, um, as they were talking about, because some of them were interviewed, you know, just saying, you know, what are you guys doing here? And, and one of them, are, just talk about the idea, you know, I'm so, um, I, I'm so fed up. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I need my job. I need my job in the National Health Service. I am a doctor. I am a nurse. I need my job. But I'm so angry about these mandates, I won't put up with it. I will not put up with it. So this spirit of freedom bursting out um, in the UK and for our radio listeners, what the video the picture was, and, and you can go to our website later and watch it, um, but it was a very large protest. Um, NHS employees, National Health Service, you know, and they're chanting. I couldn't quite catch the chant, what they were saying, but in any case, they're chanting and they're throwing, they're taking their uniforms. You'd recognize them. You're like, you know, you here in America, you see people in line at groceries or other places, you know, they're healthcare workers. They're in all blue, all yellow, all orange. I mean, they're, you know, different workers wear different uniforms, but they're healthcare workers and they're tossing their clothes over this big barricade at the police. I'm not trying to hit the police. They're trying to toss them actually over the police line into this big pile in the back. Very, very entertaining. Anyway, um, these people are saying not doing it, not doing it anymore. So that's happening uh, all over the world. These protests are happening. I did not bring together. I still will do it sometime, but there are protests all over the world as the pro-COVID mandate tyrants try to push vaccine passports as your pathway to, your pathway to freedom. 
And the people are waking up more and more saying, no, not happening, not going to just surrender our freedom. You can't tell us that you get to do this to us. There's a vote, and I meant to look it up before I got here today, I didn't do it, but a vote in Austria, um, maybe one of my friends listening can text and tell me if this, what happened, but in Austria there was to be a vote because the Austrian premier, president, whatever his name is, uh, announced that they were going to have absolute vaccine mandate for everyone, period, full stop, no more discussion. And a lot of people saying, uh, you know, I don't think so. And so they were good. They had big protests there. I don't, and so the, that ruling or that edict had to go through the legislature. I don't really know uh, how it ended up, what the legislature did with it. But in any case, all over the world, I want to reassure you, if you're someone listening to this show and you're thinking, you know, I, I just think if freedom is gone forever in America, we're just going to we're just gonna lose our freedom. We're going to get told what we have to do to be allowed to leave our home, to be allowed to go to work, to be allowed to go to the theater, or to restaurants, anywhere. We're going to be told how we live. Please believe me, freedom is on the rise in this country and in this world. People are standing up. People all over the world are standing up. It's a great, great day for people who love freedom and the protests at least everything I see are orderly and they are strong. It's not people who are, you know, just, um, you know, waving a flag for 10 minutes and going home. It's people saying, no, we're sticking to this. And as you know, as we talked about earlier, with respect to the doctors, these are doctors uh, who came to the protests in Washington, just saying, and they're the ones saying there's no justification for these mandates. If you have 17,000 doctors signing on, I hope those of you who love the vaccines will at least consider what about freedom. And I'm going to tell you also, friends, I, I have dear friends who got the vaccine early on. I got dear friends who got the vaccine recently, uh, COVID vaccine recently, because their grand, they couldn't visit their grandchildren. They couldn't visit their children. They had to enable to go to work. They had to enable to whatever they had to do. They were required to get it. I am not angry at or denouncing anyone who got the vaccine. Any, whichever one you took, I'm not denouncing you. And I do understand once people have the vaccine, they feel kind of like, you know, well, now that I have it, I don't want to hear anything about how bad it is. I don't want to hear what's inside of it. I don't want to hear what might happen to me because I got it. I am not here to attack people or even criticize people who chose to get the vaccine. I'm here to advocate for freedom. And I think everyone, whether you're vaccinated, double, triple vaccinated and boosted, or whether you are not vaccinated, the issue in America, the long-term issue is going to be freedom. And the question of whether or not you get to decide, it's also the question, I was trying to get at this point earlier, losing the presumption of freedom. The, in America, we functioned for 200 plus years with a presumption of freedom. Of course we have freedom. Now, obviously we take people's freedom away. If they commit crimes and they go through the judicial system and they get convicted, you know, then we take their freedom away for a certain number of years and send them to jail or prison because you have to have law and order. But the presumption that a law-abiding person can live his or her life as long as not hurting other people the way they choose, that is inherent in the bloodstream, the DNA of America. And I want to encourage you, it's still there. Despite the left's effort to be so, uh, and I use the word tyranny, I don't know what other word to use, so tyrannical, so uh, unbending, so insistent. So that's, as I said, that was the one story I hit and, and um, that was in the UK. I also want to show you some videos. Uh, there is a great protest going on by truckers, um, and this is happening uh, in Canada, because in Canada, they're also uh, lunatic level um, in, in terms of our mandates. Um, and there's a convoy. This is in clip six uh clip six there mr becker uh this is uh, this convoy of truckers are engaged in a protest and they in uh in um in canada are engaged in a protest against vaccine mandates and government restrictions that's just one video i have a bunch of videos to show you about this because when they say convoy they mean convoy these are truckers lining up following each other and showing up they're driving to i think they're all going to ottawa all going to ottawa to do their yeah driving thank you very much okay so look at this these are the people protesting there's people on the streets and on the side convoy for freedom they're, they're just average citizens cheering them on uh, and they're all driving toward ottawa because they're gonna do this massive massive protest people in the streets uh, on that uh, bridge this is just one overpass 
all over the place up there. People are standing up and saying, you're not going to take away our freedom. You're not going to do it. And so actually there was a series of these. I don't know, Mr. Becker, are you able to rotate through that? I sent him a clip from Telegram. There's some other ones in there. I don't know if we... Uh, give me a second and I'll pull up a couple more. Okay, he's going to get a couple more. Thank goodness, Mr. Becker. Okay, I love this idea because it is, first of all, it is the truckers who are saying, you're not going to tell us we have to do this. We're not going to do it. And then you have the people, the citizens, getting out there, obviously frigid weather. They're standing there. It's like sleeting, you know, really cold, snowy sleet. And they're standing there cheering, waving signs because they see, and I want to just impress this on you, my very fine friends listening to this show, these people can see the danger to the future of freedom that's on the horizon. These are the really insightful people. They can see the danger to freedom, and they're just saying, not going to do, not going to happen on our watch. We're not going to just give in and let the government take away our freedom. And I, I can't tell you how much this just warms my heart because these are people, they're just saying, they're not trying to stop anyone else who wants a vaccine, but they're saying, you're not going to limit our government. Worship God, not government, like that sign. Bunch of great, great signs in some of these protests. It's, they're going by kind of fast, but there were some great, great signs. Um, just talking about that, they, they uh, free Canada, which is a good one. But this concept that the people in Canada who have, they don't have a constitution like we do. Now look at this, they're in the snow and the trucks are going by and look at all the people marching. I mean, I'm telling you, this is a great day, a great day, a great time in, in the world to recognize the spirit of freedom is rising up. And the reason the spirit of rise is rising up, I'll get to in one second, but yeah, there's another one. There's another, I don't know how easy it is to rotate. Mr. Becker is such an incredibly wonderful person. I sent him, a clump of videos from some of his Telegram account, and he's trying to pull them up. That they're not all sequential and orderly. So there's a bunch of them. Are there any more we have? Or uh, yeah, there are a couple more. I'm getting them ready. <laughs> okay, he's getting a couple. More. Okay, I'll tell you in the meantime that I love the spirit of freedom. I will say also two things that have not been good about this era. One is that the government in our country and around the world has really managed not just to spread fear among the people, and in many cases, grotesquely unjustified fear, spreading numbers with big, and, and the government and the left, okay, here's another one, all right, you're over the overpass, Can, is there sound on this one? Some of them had really good sound. Thank you, truckers, yeah, look at her. Um, Yeah, I, I just honestly, it warms my heart so far. Radio listeners, you got people standing out, looks like ratty weather, uh, you know, got jackets and hats on and kind of sleeting. And there are, we love truckers, thank yous, a big sign, flags of Canada being waved. I mean, people are just saying, not putting up with this, not going to just surrender. Um, oh, okay, that was rather, thank God for mother truckers. Okay, okay, that was a funny one. Anyway. Um, what I want to say all this is, it, it warms my heart to see that people in this world today, they recognize that what's happening under COVID is not just a healthcare restriction, not just a healthcare rule, not just a difference in healthcare policy. They're recognizing that COVID is being used to take away your freedom by people in governance who've always wanted to take away your freedom. It has been their agenda since time began. That is why you have the great COVID reset, the great resets all about COVID. Oh, look, now we can use COVID. It's resetting freedom. It's resetting the idea of whether you think you have the right to freedom, that you can control your own body, and the presumption of freedom. Now, of course I have. Why, why wouldn't I have the right to that freedom? So this is a what we're watching in the world. I, I ta I'm, I'm celebrating today all these people who are standing up and speaking up and protesting and marching and sharing facts and doctors signing petitions because you're seeing a rising up of freedom. But the reason you're seeing that, and I wanna really make this point very strongly and clearly, is because on the other side, there is a rise of communism in this world. 
a rise of, people say, well, the word communist is kind of extreme. Okay, there's a rise of Marxism, socialism, communism in this world. A rise of the thinking that there should be a ruling cabal in this world that decides everybody else's place and purpose and what they're allowed to do and what they must get for a shot and where they're allowed to live and what they're allowed to drive. This entire mindset of the rise of the just anti-freedom movement is massive in this world. The Great Reset people, the Klaus Schwab and all the UN Agenda 2030 people is part of a mentality, part of a massive rising of anti-freedom ideology that is is finding some footing some places because people got afraid about COVID and they got afraid of not being able to survive it or not having access or the government you know, taking away their freedom. And they, they have some people just willing to submit you know, that kind of, if, if you promise government to keep me safe, if you promise Klaus Schwab that I'll have a roof over my head and food on my table and somehow I'll have enough income to buy food, I don't care if you take away my freedom. And that really is a very significant problem in America and around the world. So we're seeing these two big ideological factions in the world. The people who love freedom are trying to stand up for everyone's freedom. And the people who think that this is just COVID is just the latest opportunity they have to develop this concept of world governance of the, the Klaus Schwab, UN 2030, you know, the, the, um, the whole concept of the world needing to have kind of a big one world government can't have these frisky nation states like America thinking that people still have freedom. Climate change was one agenda item. These anti-freedom leftist globalist communists latched on to. If they can make everyone afraid enough about climate change, we'd all surrender all of our freedom and everything we have. And now we're at the point they're doing the same thing with respect to COVID, the same concept. Klaus Schaub wrote about it. COVID was like the next springboard, the next excuse to convince people to give up their freedom, their life, give up everything about themselves and do whatever it is that the government is telling them to do. So you have these truckers in Canada uh, really going wild, just saying, you know, we're not doing it. There's one picture, and I think I didn't get the chance to send it to... Um, send it to Mr. Becker, but there's a picture of this um, massive parking lot in Ottawa where all the trucks are ending up. Yeah, I didn't get to send it to him. A uh, massive parking lot filled with trucks, filled with trucks, all the lights on, they're all parked in the same direction, and there's row after row after row after row of trucks, and they're sitting there, and they're basically saying, not going to give in to this tyranny. Now, I'll tell you something else. There's always going to be the voices that say, yeah, you're going to give in. You're going to do exactly what we tell you to do. And that voice actually out of Canada, the Canadian Trucking Alliance, you know, which is some left-wing overarching group is saying to the truckers, forget about it. COVID mandate here to stay. Passport's here to stay. You're stuck and you're going to do what the government tells you. For radio listeners, we are coming up on the end of the show today. You, my name is Debbie Georgiatis. My show is America Can We Talk. Our website is americacanwetalk.org. You can go to that website. You can join. You can subscribe to our newsletter and tune in every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time to America Can We Talk. Thanks for listening on radio. For the rest of us here online, uh, as you know, I close out the show every day by telling you why the stories we talked about today matter to you. So we start our show today talking about Marches Matter, March for Life. Uh, Friday, January 21st was the 49th March for Life, launched after Roe versus Wade in 1973, now squarely in front of the Supreme Court for reconsideration. 49 years of marches are a testament to the spirit of America that does not defer to government as supreme moral authority. Citizens understand right and wrong just as much as government bureaucrats, in fact, sometimes more. The exercise of free speech and free assembly, the power of persistence and of rejecting cynicism. These marchers have been told for years, it doesn't matter what you say and do, you know, abortion's here to say. Confidence that in America, moral misjudgments by authorities can be corrected over time. The spirit powering the March for Life is now spreading and powering the pre preservation of American freedom and humanity's freedom, an exciting time to be alive. And then the defeat, the mandates, D.C. protests, enormous crowds in D.C. on Sunday, January 23rd to protest vaccine mandates. 
eminent credentialed scientists and physicians stepping up and speaking out. 17,000 physicians have signed a COVID declaration opposing mandates and interference with doctor-patient relationship. Dr. Robert Malone distilled the essence of American medical freedom. If there is risk, there must be choice. Americans must be free to choose how they take care of their health. They must never be forced to submit to government deciding this for them. Legacy media's refusal to cover this protest is placing distrust of the media on a new level. They are not merely biased. The media are instruments of the leftist cabal, just like Pravda. And on spirit of freedom all over the world, European and anti-mandate protests are continent-wide and are growing in intensity. UK healthcare workers are tossing uniforms at the police. Okay, that was very entertaining to watch him do that. Canadian truckers are rallying the Canadian population against tyranny. Even Starbucks backed away from vaccine mandates for their employees. Pandemic fear is breaking worldwide and people are rallying for freedom. This is very positive for America and for the world, but it makes the radical left more desperate. Be watchful against false flags and other manipulations. And that, my very fine friends, is my show for today. Speaking of false flags, I have a story for you tomorrow. Really, really fun uh, about false flags that uh, people tried to push off on you. I have a theme coming up. I am interviewing people running for office, people standing up and speaking up for truth, running for office. A bunch of those coming up. But mostly I do my show, America Can We Talk, every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time to speak up for America because America matters. And I will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Can we talk truth about America? Can